What do you think stands in front of people and their happiness? Us. Explain. Us. The mind, bro. The mind can be your best friend and your worst enemy, bro. And I feel like the fear of what's on the other side keeps a lot of us stagnant. Mm-hmm. Whether we talking about mental health, yeah. we talking about chasing our dreams. Like you'll know the most talented person ever. They don't work at it. Yeah, piss you off. And you think it's like, bro, they lazy. It's like, no, bro, they scared. Yeah. That is fear. It's not easy being great. It's some shit that come with that. Yeah. Like, and I think it's ourselves, bro. I really think our biggest, our it's us. Mm-hmm. It's us. Oh yeah. Yo, what up, thirty three? Tell me something good. Everybody you know they tell me life don't come with no menu, so we're gonna take it a day at a time. Man, by the time you got here, man, light your cigar, do whatever you gotta do, get comfortable so we can get this game going. Oh shit, what do you need to come out? Man, just hold your man, man. That's all you gotta do. Play some defense. Man, too late, man. Domino game. Back again. You now tuned into the Good Days, Great Nights podcast. I go by Cool Breeze Al. You know me in the sick old world. They call me 33. Alicia and Erickson's daddy or father, depending on what demographic, how you get down. Your auntie's favorite podcast host. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's getting cold, so she been she making meatloaf for me right now. You meatloaf. Know? Yeah, I like I like a little meatloaf with a little tomato paste. Hey, in my that's joint. a beefcake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I need that. You know what I'm saying. No Sandusky, you know. Uh, your, uh, your your uncle's favorite nephew. You know what I'm saying. Favorite nephew. He, he, he tell me all the time, man. He proud of me. You know what I'm saying. So <laughs> oh, it, it, it means something when he said. You know what I'm saying. When uncle say he proud of me, it means something. Uh, the second coming of Gerald Levert. Mr. Will spin your mama from a half to a hole on some two step. You know, I got a couple handles, big hey, dog. Man, my man got the AKAs, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in the sense of this, man, we do things different here, man. At the good days, great nights, and I too, I thank y'all, man. We three seasons in. That's crazy. Uh, this is my tenth uh, tenth episode uh, on th- on my third season. So I'm blessed to have you, bro. Blessed um, to be here, man. In the sense of this, bro, a lot of times it's um, we base it off of something different. People may have heard, like, they may have heard that you was musically inclined, can hold a conversation, uh, was able to stand in any neighborhood, be around any any group of people, uh, but not change who you was as a person. Your morals and your values always stayed the same, and then something happened where music kind of came in your life and it changed the way you looked at it. Um, from a person that believes in affirmations. Because you got to love yourself. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So when it, when, it. when it comes into that, they know you off of certain things. But here at this time of the table, we want you to have your, your season to be able to tell them a little bit different so they get a di- different understanding of you as a person. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So without further ado, we do it in the sense of a road trip. If we was getting ready to take off right now, and it's pretty you know, pretty warm outside, got a cool little breeze, but we was to jump in the car right now and go somewhere. Uh, what city or state would you want to go to right now? Right now? Right now. We can leave right now and go somewhere. Where you want to go? Well, weather-wise... We're going to right. It's a road trip, so check this out. My people, they know me. Uh-huh. I know you. So I bring you around, so I'm vouching for my people, right? So I'm like, hey, that's my partner. He cool. He going with us, right? So when I get you in the car, we get to our halfway point. We didn't said our prayers. We didn't did everything. We didn't vibe. It's your turn to drop. What five songs is gonna kind of it's gonna it's gonna start them to understand you more as a person as a human? You dig what I'm saying? Sure. So what what place would you want to go? Kicks so, and gigs. Just I want to go to L.A. Oh, cool, go to LA. cool. It's nothing wrong uh, with L.A. So just last year I was living in L.A. Okay, but I love I love L.A. Yeah, I got I got some parties. They think it's a vibe. I buy nice. It ain't no other place in the world like that, motherfucker. Bro. That's your piece, bro. What? It's just it's such a like. It's a beautiful place, and it's like ugly at the same time. Yeah. 
And being from where I'm from, like, I find beauty in the ugly. But when it's ugly and beautiful. Like, yeah. Like, yo, that's that feel. That feel like a good place. Feel like a good place. And then it's just it's just hella opportunity out there, man. Like, I, you get to be. I feel like I got to be a better version of myself. Like, part of this I love me thing yeah. comes from with my actions in L.A. Like, growing up, I had rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. And a lot of things I, could, I wasn't bit. able to do. Uh-huh. So with being in LA, I started waking up every morning. I would run seven miles a day. Just, but the atmosphere, bro, you just always, when you around and you in the creative scene in LA, it's so many people that's doing things to better their life. Yeah. You get inspired by just watching people like. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I don't know, it was something about that air in LA, man. Maybe okay. It had me acting brand new, man. Okay. So LA. LA for sure. We, I say about, uh, about, about, about Vegas. Vegas will let you See? take over. Yeah, man. Because we, 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 didn't, we didn't got you through the, all of the hills and the mountains and everything, yeah, right? You said five songs. So, right now, it's your turn to drop. Five songs. Five songs. Explaining who you are as a man today. And kind of give me the backstory of each song the best way you can. I'm going to give you an example. Saturday morning cleanup. If you heard mom's playing this, you knew it was going to be a good Saturday. Oh, that's exactly uh, where I'm going. If you with the homies and you hear this, you with your lady, you think this. When people think of you or you think of certain, uh-huh. you driving. So you, I got to go off your playlist to catch your vibe. You see what I'm oh, saying? For sure. It, we definitely saw. Yeah. I got an older mama. Come on. I'm, I'm like 63. You. I'm 25. I'm waiting on you. And you most definitely, I'm definitely going to listen to Choosy Lover by the Osleys. Come on. For sure. Um, Kiss a Life by Sade. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see here. Break it down. Choosy Lover. Don't just go Choose, past oh, it. Oh, don't just go past it with yeah. Choosy Lover. Uh. For one, like, that music, like, outside of them, they vocals, like, the production, like, the fucking guitar, like, yeah. that shit just really, real eerie sounds, like, really soothing to me. Like, if you hear the second song on my project, mm-hmm. Tom, it's that, uh, all the little eerie shit, that shit catch me. Yeah. So, you got that, and then, like, when you listen to the words, bro, that's some of the most player shit I've ever heard from I'm a me. human. I'm like, me. like, ever, that shit is so... So yeah. that shit hard And then Also I don't know what uh, Vices you indulge in uh-huh. But I'm into psychedelics Yeah And like That song is like My theme song Every time I take a trip like, Yeah I know going into my trip Like I'm starting my trip Off with Tuesday Lover Like It sets it It set the mood okay. And then on my On my Like my ending Like I got this lake In my apartment complex I'll go sit at the lake and then Choosy Lover with that leg, it just it match up so well. Okay. That Choosy Lover like my theme song on me. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Choosy Lover. Uh, and you say Sade. Kiss a Life by Sade. Okay, tell me about it. Like, so you hear me talk about, uh, on social media, you'll see me talk about, like, self-love and love of self so much. I'm big on love in general, though. And I feel like Sade songs, like, she really loved her nigga. Like, yeah. you can you can hear, like, yeah. like nigga, Kiss a Life is crazy. That's crazy. That's a crazy way to describe somebody kiss to you. And I don't know. I just feel like when I listen to Sade, I listen to a woman that's really loving. Like, yeah. really, really loving. I, whoever love me next got to love me how Sade love her nigga on me. I mean, that's the caption right there. <laughs> that's you the caption. If you okay. can't love me like Sade do, man, I don't, no, wait, I don't want you that shit. My time. I don't you want that shit on me. Okay, you got three more. Three more. I'm gonna go closer, modern. I'm gonna go "Hey Mama, Hey Mama" by Kanye West. Okay, that's uh, that's my favorite like hip hop song like ever. Like, I listen to that song that that'll bring me to the tears. That uh, it describes the relationship me and my mom got like not having the dad around, mm-hmm. also like being born in a separate city and then having to go relocate to a new city. Like it's just so many points in life that. In my life, there he pointed out in that song that I could relate to. Uh-huh. So hey, mom, and I just love that beat. Like yeah, that, 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 ah, I wanna see no love for you. That shit real. That shit yeah. real dope to me. So hey, mom, by by Kanye. Um, two more, two more, two more. Damn, you put me on the spot. I know it's like you're good. Them three was my go-to. Like, yeah, you got you got two. You might be with a little, you know, little little, little lovely or something. You riding? Y'all talking. You want to get to know her a little bit. What you playing for? Sure. I'm a uh Oh, we talking for the for the for the women. Yeah. I'ma go deeper into the I'ma go deeper into the Come on, what you got? Ribbon in the sky. Ribbon which, in the which sky. Version? The original joint. Okay. The original joint. Ribbon ribbon in the sky. Just cause like I feel like I feel like Stevie the GOAT. Like uh, all yeah. music. Like <laughs> he not my all time favorite, but I feel like like I don't think it's an album in life better than songs in the key of life. Or like so I feel like with Stevie music though, it's so musical. 
to where like typical woman that I want to deal with. Yeah. Like you gonna appreciate this this type of shit. Oh, like all these instruments, this nigga on here singing oh, his face off and yeah, and I ribbon ribbon in the sky for sure. And then number five, damn, mm-hmm. it's the last one. I got so many. It's so many songs in my that's head. The, but look, that's the beauty of it though. Cause by the time we get through, and we and they, this is all wrapped it's up, gonna you, be more songs. You gonna have more songs. It's gonna be more songs. But it gives, it gives. I'm gonna I'm break it down. Why don't you give me one more? I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna say, uh, "Cruising" by D'Angelo. Dude. <laughs> Go on, his, yeah. his cover, cause I like Smokey version, but D'Angelo he did something a little different to that motherfucker. Yeah, he did something a little different. Damn, cause I kind of want to say "Rock with You" by Bobby Brown. No, oh, nah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with "Cruising" by D'Angelo. I'm gonna give you a bonus though, for sure. Bobby Brown, rock with you. Rock That's with it. you, yeah. That's it. Rock with you for sure. But nah, that cruising, bro. Yeah. That cruising. I can't dance, but I hear that motherfucker get the two stepping in the house by myself. You hear me? They got that. Okay. It got, it's real bright, man. That motherfucker yeah. feel good. Listen, I love it's it. It's that rhythm, boy. I yeah, love it. Okay, sure. so uh, rock with you, Bobby Brown. That's just more or less of having that conversation. Having an understanding of like, hey, I'm trying to get the next. I'm trying to get to know and you. I'm the I'm corny. Like the song, I'm gonna perform this motherfucker to you. Right, I'm right, touching so, your hair while yeah. I'm singing that motherfucker. It's just certain songs allow you to be that mm-hmm. be a different type of guy when they on man. Yep, being cruising is just it's it's soulful. Soul, and, man. and then D'Angelo does something with his that boy special. The keys match the tone and match everything. That boy special. Even coming man. up, I'm like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a cigar smoker, but not a cigarette smoker. But when he used to have that bad boy sitting on top of that feet, I know, and he come in with the little electric joint. Oh me. And I, I read a story about his his, his dad and his grandpa being a, a pastor. He grew up, uh, he grew up, in, you know, in the south, like in in that. I think it's apostolic or something like that mm-hmm. in that kind of church. So he was like, you can play the demons out of people type. So he had a, you know what I'm saying, different kind of feel. Boy. Stevie, because we respect our elders, you know what I'm saying. Stevie was so. And, uh, man. He was before his time, bro. I was watching the Motown documentary. Yeah. And they talked about Stevie Wonder walking into Motown at 11 years old. That nigga didn't speak to a soul. He started playing every instrument in the spot, yeah. coming up with songs and. While they in the documentary, it was like Stevie got his first hit record at 12 years old. Yeah, he was at the Apollo. He performed and everybody was clapping, and then they could start freestyling a song like "I want y'all to clap more." Yeah, and it was his first Billboard hit. They'd be like, "Bro, people like that don't, especially in the 60s, just yeah. pop." He's just this little 11 year old nigga that's blonde. Pop up, he could play every instrument. The nigga voices out of this world. Out of this world. Then he, you take him at 13 years old. He go to the Apollo, the biggest stage at, at the biggest stage in the world at the time. Yeah. And that nigga make a hit record his first time. Hey, nah, bro. Stevie wanted him, bro. Stevie. Stevie wanted him, bro. The conversation with your mom is, hey, mom. Yeah. So you just let her know, like, I appreciate this, but I understand. Also shows you that I am a mama's boy. Like, it's nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with it. That's how I learned how to teach, treat women, though. Right. How I approach my mama. Exactly. Shade, kiss of life. That's just, we already talked about it. How I want my love it's, expressed. It's, it's, that's how you want your love expressed. Choosy lover. It's just the scene. It's, the, it's, oh, the, it's the, scene. the scene, bro. So, hold on. Without further ado, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the world. Let them know. Pop your stuff. Oh, right so I forgot. My name is Ashan. On all social media is A S E A N L O V E S M E. Ashawn loves me on all platforms. I am a hip hop artist out of Kansas City, Missouri. Owner and creator of the brand Swan is an acronym for secretly we all nerds. We push for individuality. We all got these things about us that make us tick, that make us go. I feel like everybody got something they nerd out about. And the more we lean into it, the more we are ourselves. And I just dropped the album called I Love Me out on all platforms. Okay. Yeah, sure. So check this out. When we go into that And we have uh, The songs mm-hmm. So like I tell you it, it, it shows where you at right So if I was to give you My five right now Let me hear them man uh, Mystic uh, This is Bobby Valentino In a group this Okay This is uh, Blackberry Molasses Okay Ooh Just the way they were singing The rawness of the video mm-hmm. It was It was 90's at it's best you know Okay uh, I think about that song Because At the um, at the Fenner reunion, I got I got a chance to get the mic in. Ah, there's some history today, yeah. You know what I'm and he say, I woke up uh, woke up this morning, got a little bad news today. They say my life ain't worth living. Mm-hmm. Been in that place, right? Using also Tupac, unconditional love. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Sometimes you're in the wrong crime because you don't want to be a burden. Uh, my third song probably would be I Want You Around. You know what I'm saying? Which one? That's my joint. With black on it, you know what I'm saying? That's my joint. And then uh, 
my fourth one right now probably would be um, Kevin Gates. Word. It's uh, the one where he's uh, not shoot your shot. The product of my environment, one where he's talking about his friends and everything. I'm not too hip on his catalog. But, but it, 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 it was he was so open. And he performed it live, and he made a mistake while he was performing. So he said, "Let me." Catch I, saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. So the, the transparency of it was everything. And then last but not least, I would say uh, I'm a matchman, D'Angelo. Uh, one more again. One more again. One more again. One more again. Just because he whining on that thing, you know what I'm saying, the way he do it. So. Angelo got so many. Yeah. Nigga that only got two albums, bro, yeah. he got so many records, bro. So many joints. Like, off that first joint, the first project, before we even get to yeah. Brown Sugar, that nigga yeah. first album is so crazy. Yeah. And it, it songs like, I didn't know Cruising was a cover when I first found D'Angelo. Most of us didn't. I didn't know that uh, Feel Like Making Love is a cover when I first found that nigga own them songs, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. That nigga own them songs. It's like Mike would rock with you. Like, you don't know Bobby Brown version exists. Oh, me. Because Mike went so crazy. Oh, me. Oh, me. 100%. So, 24 hours in a day, what does it look like for you? 24 hours in a day, man. Mm -hmm. You want to be honest with you? Talk to me. Tell me the truth. I don't want no lies. I would... I would just want to be around my loved ones. Yeah. And I would want to have the biggest jam session music I can have. Yeah. That's the way I want to go. If I'm going to go out and I know it's over. No, no, no. Not not, not you leaving. A normal 24. Oh, number 24? Yeah, All right, well, I break down my day. Yeah. That I just had today. Today, I woke up. Woke up around 7 in the morning. I got my mantras that I say to myself every single day. Tell me about them. Say my mantras, uh... It's um when I first got into this uh this process of uh, the I love me thing, it yeah. rooted from a point in my life, for majority of my life, I didn't. And a harsh reality had hit me and I had to force myself to start appreciating me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started off with that with my, my daily affirmations. I got these mantras that's like like three paragraphs long that I'll repeat to myself every single day. Okay. Before when I wake up and when I go to sleep. So I wake up, I say my mantras, I make sure I hop in the shower, clean myself up, do yeah. my bit of care, oil my hair, you know what I'm saying, sit, look at myself, make sure I look at myself for a couple minutes every single day. Just Is that like on some like uh, Hill Harper confession type stuff? Um, I'm not familiar with that reference, okay. but the way it's for me is, so me being the type of artist I am, I'm very vulnerable in my music, and early on, I always would look at myself in the mirror and critique. Yeah. And so now I've come with a new approach to looking at myself in the mirror and with appreciation and of value first. Yeah. So I make sure I give myself that every single day. Then I'll take my I take a walk outside. You know, I wake up, I walk, I talk to the trees, I yeah. thank the trees and the plants and stuff just for the life source that they give off, the energy that yeah, they yeah. give off. And then I'll go work out. So okay. what I'll do is like when I got a, a show coming up October twenty eighth. Yeah. So what I'll do is when I got a show, I'll go hit the treadmill or the elliptical and I'll perform my set while I'm running mm -hmm. so I get my little hour in of me just doing cardio performing the set then I'll go back to my homegirl house where I do my rehearsals at Yeah, and I'll go rehearse without the I'll rehearse actual body movement and me saying it and how I want to do that and then after that I'll go take a nap Yeah, and then usually I'll either have a meeting or like I mean now I have yeah. a podcast to go do Respect. And we meet with the team twice a week so whether it's a Sunday or a Wednesday, I probably got a meeting and I like to keep myself busy where whether it's me pulling up on one of the homies to go make music or listening to somebody else's project. I just always like to keep my day yeah. fulfilled with something. But I start my mornings off with with that for sure. That's live. So is it is it an hour you think you get of silence? Um, no. Why? Uh I think it comes from Well for one, I'm very, very busy. But outside of being very, very busy, like, I know that, like, noise, sounds and stuff keep me keep me going. Like, I think that's part of why I make music. Like, sounds yeah. really attract to me. And then I also I love listening to conversations. So, yeah. especially in fields and stuff that I want to do, like, I'll, I'll turn on, like, let's say one of my favorite artists got an interview up. Or if I'm feeling like, yo, I need to learn about this part in yeah. business and learning how to uh, properly price my merch and how to properly put together the events, the marketing things. I always just want to retain information if I'm not listening to music. So a lot of times, and maybe to my detriment, that I should be sitting in silence a bit more. And yeah. 
really not so do. much a silence, but just that moment where you get to allow your thoughts, like when you're talking to the trees or when you're walking through, is that your peaceful moment? Yeah, a hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? Because before I know myself, I'm a morning person, but I still For have sure. to prepare myself on the ride in. When I'm 100%. when I'm building up, I have to go through my thoughts, I have to go through my highs, my lows, what I'm happy about, what I'm not, mm-hmm. how I'm going to get past this. These these things are issues, but they can't be an issue forever. You got to, I can hold on to this or I can let it go because it's hurting me. Those times are so important. I tell us all as men, we have to do that more because if we do it more, we'll be okay. But if we don't, it'll mess us up. No, for sure. You see what I'm for sure. So, Especially the weight that we hold. <coughs> like, facts. It's, uh, I was just telling Damo this, like, I feel like it's, uh, as black men, because I can't speak for no other men, as black men, I feel like, uh, because there's so much, like, that we have to fight against. Right. I feel like we overcompensate, over, overcompensate with our roles as men. 100%. And it can, it can lead to nasty, it can lead to nasty 100, behavior. 100%. Very, very tough things. So, and a lot of times we like, yo, I'm doing a man thing I got to do. And it's like, no, you're, you're overmanning right now. Right? Yes. You don't have to be. You don't got to be that. All, at all yeah. times. And really, so, period, nowadays. You try, can, it's okay to be, uh, be genuine. Just a regular, a just regular to be person. regular. Like, yeah. I don't have to be this provider 24-7. Like, yeah. Don't. I don't have to be this protector 24-7. I don't have to sit, like, the first song on my project, the, yeah. the present shit. Am I capturing this moment? Fill the lights out. It's about it's, it, being present in the moment. Like, yes. we got to appreciate that more. Yes. Like, I real, and I, I, I learned that through, like, I was, I was making music. And that song, it had hit me that. Yo, when I'm at my happiest is when I'm making music. That's my that's my piece, yeah. But whenever I'm making music, I'm present in the moment. I'm not thinking about what I got to do later on. Yeah. I'm not thinking about what I just fucked up at. Yeah. I'm in the moment. Yeah. And if you got to be in the moment to create, and God is the creator, Come on, I feel man. like we're closer to God the more present we are. And this is my... I, it don't matter what's going on. Don't matter the kids. Don't matter the family. Don't matter nothing. This is my. Mm-hmm. This my. This this is my. This is my basketball court. This is where I can go. I can go for a hundred. Easy. Be. I can. Sh- I, I'm shooting this thing from the parking lot. When I once this. But once I come in and I'm setting it all up and I'm. I'm already going through my rocky moment. I'm getting in my bag. You see what I'm saying? No, once it plus record. Don't none of that other stuff matter. No, and it doesn't matter because. This is where my therapy lies, and this is me being so vulnerable. And then I love hearing other men, especially black men, have a conversation, and it's not built in. It's too late. We got tension, so that's why we're talking. But it's built in. Let's build each other. Let's have a conversation. Let's give some game to somebody. Those times are priceless, bro. So, we, so, so this, I take these never for granted because they're so priceless to me. These these get to be my babies. These get to be no, these my man. albums. You see what I'm saying? I feel that. I, I feel tell everybody that. all the time. These are these are my albums, bro. No, when it's man. all said and done, they go down my, my they go down my discography. They gonna say that boy had a hell of a catalog. Hell of a catalog. Bro. He had a, he had a hell of a catalog. You That's see what, what it's about, bro. So I'm big on that. Uh, when it comes to kids, do you have any? No, 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 no. Do no, you no, want no, kids? No, no, I definitely want kids, uh-huh. but uh, I want them the way I want them. Okay. Uh, again, back to the planning everything out mm-hmm. i got a specific way i want to go about that uh-huh. there's a even to just the women i interact with bro yeah. like in my head i got a certain way i want my kids to be raised come on man i got a certain way i want my situation to be like once i get there of course you can't you is can't there any control bending there huh is there any bending there are you it's standing some bending. you standing firm on it's some the bending principle of it it's certain things I won't bend on. Come on, that's what. But like about. the bending becomes like the person that I that I accept in a relationship. Facts. If I would accept what comes with that person, and that's where the bending goes. Like, uh-huh. but there's there's set things like there's certain traits, there's uh there's certain time limits and like where I need to be at and where you need to be at in life. What you know what I'm saying? Because also with where music I plan to be at in music when I'm having kids. I want to be well well rested into my career to where I can take time out for these first two years. I need to be instrumental in this kid's life. Gotcha. But I need a certain partner to be doing certain things gotcha. so that way I can take that break. So not to name drop it like a Wale when he's talking about holy matrimony. And he's like, you never really ready. Do you believe that? Yeah, no, I 100% believe you never really ready. Uh-huh. But I could, I, could say, I could say I would like myself, my situation to be more prepared for that. 
Okay, it's fair. Because you, you, you can't really, even though I kind of disagree with that. Okay. No, I think you can be ready. Cool, cool. No, I Thank think you, you can be ready because I feel like a lot of times it's uh you never. If people say you never ready, I think that speaks from the person that didn't plan. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So I like that. I like that. I like, like that. I feel like you can be ready if you if you really properly plan this. And I think a lot of times in our communities, how it's very rare for a baby to be planned. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of us don't see where like you're not ready until you're ready. It's like I don't know if that's true. Okay. I don't know if that's true. If you've put yourself in a situation where financially you're ready, it you and your be. partner have had these conversations and have built to this, yeah. and not just having the conversations in the middle of sex, like yeah. nah, like yeah, we man. really sit and build on this for hours at a time, yeah. and I've put certain things to the side and start putting savings and funding toward this. This is a properly planned yeah thing. I believe you're ready at that point. Yeah, that's real. So yeah, I, I definitely believe you. A person can be ready. Okay. So. When you think about the people that you surround yourself with, your, your friend group, your family, your bros, uh, the people that you do business with and shows with, right? Do you think that you're giving, like, in your, like, I don't know if you call them fans or supporters or family. I, don't, I, I call this is my family when I talk to them. Swan family. members, man. Swan They're my members. members. So when, you're talking to the, when you're dealing with the swan members, do you think you're giving them a service or a disservice, like teaching them how to dream, teaching them how to be entrepreneurs? Like, what are you, what's your hopes that they get from, from you? When they when they play the project, like we said earlier, you know, what I'm saying it's got seven tracks on it, and it's it's going straight through. It's, it, it ain't got that. I gotta skip this one, skip this one. It's a rider, you know. What I'm dog, saying? My it dog. got me through chest day. We got a no skip, man. <laughs> it got me through chest day. Hell so, yeah. So I'm good. You see what I'm saying? So and it makes me think. So when you're doing when you're doing who you when you are who you are and you're giving it to the world, or do you think you're giving the world a, a service or a disservice? Um, I believe it's a service. Uh, I look at well, for one, when I first started making music, my uh, my sister said something to me. It was like, "Yo, I don't want to hear a person I never met." And so that always stuck with me. I got uh, other people who were like mentors to me, like a G Watts. Mm -hmm. When I used to just rap random, I used to just be like, because I always could rap. I had good, good metaphors, good punchlines. Yeah, but it was about nothing. Yeah. And then I rapped a verse to him one day where I was just telling my story. He was like, hey, bro, like, like, do that more. Like, you got a lot to, to say. Yeah. Give us more of that. And so I linked into it. And when I linked into it, I remember uh, I, did a, I did a concert for, uh, it was actually a listening party. I just happened to perform it yeah. for a project that I had coming out called One Big Happy Family. And uh, one of the, my mom was there and one of the uh, members, like, she walked up to my mom. It was like, yo, like, thank you for allowing him to tell your story because the fact that he could tell the story about, like, the domestic violence you went through, yeah, like, yeah. I can come to these places and feel safe because I deal with the same thing. And yeah. From them type of moments, it's like, yo, I am sharing what I go through, but at some point you become a safe haven mm -hmm. for people, and people be feel like they can be comfortable in a setting that you give because the music, they see their life in this music. So I look at it like, to me, my job as a person with a platform and a person that has some attention on him, I need to take what I do very, very seriously, how I, how I deliver myself, yeah. how I package myself, yeah. the way I interact on social media. I take I take all of that very serious because I feel like I am doing an act of service That's at dope. some point. That's yeah, dope. I do this shit for me. That's dope. But when you get what you want and you garner some attention and yeah. you garner a fan base, there's responsibilities that come with But that. I love it because you said I do it for me. Yeah, no, so this is so, all for me. So acknowledging the basis, me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. on the plane, I got to put my seatbelt on before I help y'all. Facts. So I'm, I got I to gotta put this out to help me. Got then you. I'm giving it to y'all. I'm gonna share it with y'all. I just, ain't gonna hold it, but I'm gonna share it. You know, it saying? helps me, but it's not detrimental to you. For me. So, and that's that's just how I try to approach it, bro. Because when you are a vulnerable guy in music, yeah, there is a a, a certain um, there's a certain thing people expect out of you. Like we just seen Kendrick Lamar, like with his project. Yeah, his whole aim was like showing you the real version of him. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. But for a long time, Kendrick has been held to this certain standard mm -hmm. because of what the music means to people. And so, yeah. them being my favorite type of artist and the type of artist that I, I aspire to be, yeah. I got to follow in the, the footsteps of, like, how do you properly do this mm -hmm. with when you're touching people? Like, just people who have this brand tattooed on them. Yeah. So, when you touch touching people in this way, you got to 
I can't go on a project or keep making music that speaks to my detriment or right. the negatives to me. Like at some point, I have to get to I love me. Yeah. Like I gave you one big happy family that talked about all my downfalls, my hardships, the things that my mental was doing. Uh -huh. But if I end you off with that, and I never show you how I got better, what am I showing the person that's listening to me? Right. That it's okay to, to wallow in this and accept that I'm just depressed. And this is just like, nah, bro, you got to showcase all of the steps, how you got there, the climbs, the, what was the, the, the little things. Like, that's why you got songs like Present. And you got songs that follow it, the No Time song. It's very catchy. Yeah. But the real message in the song is, is cutting out time for the things that no longer service you yeah you got the song proud where it's like yo being proud of self yeah proud of the things you do it's just you gotta if you're gonna display one thing you gotta display the whole story you gotta give my, you gotta give my the whole story i can't just tell you about the sad days yeah i tell you about when i feel bright yeah okay so childhood childhood you spoke about your mom enduring some things how did that how did if you can go into it how did it change you um well and I'm open to anything. Yeah. So, uh, when I grew up, I grew up in a very church-oriented house. Yeah. My mom is a preacher. Okay. So, she's not traditional preacher. Like, it don't matter. She it's got not the in the church. Yeah. yeah. My mom is the type, like, we as kids is out here setting up tables, feeding homeless people, and, and these drug addicts. And when you come, like, yeah, you can come eat, but you got to come hear this word. Yeah. And that's how, my mama, that's how my mama went about it. Yeah. She was never to, like... The church people was not who she was concerned with. It's the people that can't make it there to her. So she always attacked it that way. So growing up as a kid, I always, always saw that. But it was another side of it where you got my mom, who is this person. My pops a drug addict. Yeah. So, and then the, the effects that come with addiction, whether it's uh, absence, absence from family. And yeah. When it comes to, if you around, now I'm watching you put your hands on my mama. Yeah. You're in and out of jail. This little stuff like that. So... Those things, they, 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 they made me the man who I wanted to be today, but it caused a lot of confusion on my way to become this man. Can you break it down a little bit? Uh, like again, I'm this loving guy, super, so I love love, but. So hold on. Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. Me, just me. Cause I didn't, cause I felt like I didn't get it. And I say it a lot. I used to tell my last person I was uh, in a relationship with. I don't think I'll ever get love the way I give it on this side of the earth. I'll get it on the second side. time around. You see what I'm saying? So you thinking because there was a lack of it in the house, maybe? Is that what, what made you so loving now? Um, what do you think caused you to become that kind of person where you're just like, love is, every, I, love is everything to me? Yeah, so I think, I think that played a part in it, the lack yeah. of it that I got. But I also think it was... It was how much of it I got from my mom, though. Okay. Like, uh, I look at my mom as a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's always been love and embrace. See, my sister and, like, everybody else that's older, they my, they know my mom is the drug dealer. Gotcha. I got the preacher. You got it when she I didn't get the drug dealer. So the, the, hard, yeah. the hard body person that they got that was super tough and got that shell, I didn't get that. Yeah. I got the unconditional love for yeah. God. And that's the mom I got, so... I feel like the values come from her, but the confusion, to speak to the confusion, the confusion is, is like, all right, being a kid, you love your dad. Yeah. Like, all you know is like, this is my, my dad. That's my dad. That's my dad. So, seeing your mom be hurt and abused, you want to protect, but how can, at four years old, five years old, how can I protect from my dad? Yeah. So, that confusion, of, and then it's the like, what is love? Like, is this what love is? I don't know how to grasp love. At a very early age, you don't know if this is okay, if this is supposed to happen. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when I, because my father eventually became not around, but in the beginning, I'm one of the only people that got a daddy. So at some point, it's just like, yeah, my daddy fucked up, but like, he here. Yeah. You know? And mm. then it's, it's the, once you get older, because my mom never shitted on my dad. Like, she never, like, Talk crazy about my pops to me Throughout all of it She allowed me to go Thank And God. then you get the points to where like I'm trying to create a relationship And You are falling So now I'm I'm 12 years old 11 years old mm -hmm. I can see for myself now Yeah What's going on Regard My mama ain't told me nothing But you think she telling me stuff And it's like no bro i The confusion hits there So now it's like You have that Will Smith moment Like why he don't want me Why, mm -hmm. why is this And 
all of that can play in such a, a way like PTSD affects a person that's not in the streets, that's not in the army. Like in the house, the shit you see in the house, yeah, can become a a a, 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 a state of torment eventually. Yeah. So just that that confusion, maneuvering through and figuring out like I don't have any men in my family that I want to be like. Yeah. Like at all. Like y'all all either out here drug addicts, y'all wilding. Like it's it's no point of reference. So even that was the part of the confusion. Like where do you go to to be this man? So I find a lot of values. Of what it is to be a man through these interviews that I watch, yeah. through the music that I listen to, life lessons that was that was given up. So the confusion, it was it was difficult to it was a difficult early to to maneuver through. But I feel like now sitting at 25 years old, like if I didn't have that confusion, I don't think I could be the man that I am to the woman I deal with today. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you just to kind of give you a little backstory. Mm -hmm. I grew up with my dad. Okay. So at a young age, my mom parents love was Montgomery Ward Sears Dillard's uh, going to the mall that was their version of love right uh -huh. so then now when you look at my dad version it was tough it was tough as nails but it was even after like discipline it was I love you right so where I didn't have my mom's touch in certain spots of it it wasn't because she wasn't present it's just that wasn't her love language. That wasn't what she was taught. <coughs> Excuse me. So her dynamics of what her parents gave her helped and hindered. You see what I'm saying? With my dad, that was my everything. That was my role model. You see what I'm saying? So I was different in that. But what used to hurt me, I used to be able to count on one hand how many times my mom said I love you. I used to be able to count. I'm talking about like her birthday, which was her wedding day. You know, uh, if I said I love you, boy, what you want? I mean, I don't want nothing. I just, just I love it. you. You know what I'm saying? So when you're searching for that, it does make you look at things different. So now I found myself in relationships having to say I love you. And then I found myself in certain relationships saying I ain't going to say it because they're going to play with my love if I really love them. I'm talking about friends, homeboys, girlfriends, cousins, people that I... But now I'm at a place where you say I love me, I say I love you to everybody. Everybody. And everybody like, bro, why are you so that? Because in my house, it was far and few. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, was, it was important that people knew that I had love for them because they was leaving at a rapid pace and now we're getting older and people getting older and they leaving and they checking out and the world, you know, saying getting the best of us. A lot of men, I'd say that before, we die of heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? We die of heartbreak. Whether we couldn't provide the way we wanted to, whether life gave us lemons and we couldn't make lemonade, whether um, you just went through certain things, you know what I'm saying, with your dad and having his addiction and different things like that. Those things play on our mental, on our top, because now we have a vice that we can't control. And we're told to be this... You, anything you can, you can get through anything. Me. And whether you get through it or not, you gonna get through it by yourself because you really don't need nobody. But we really be needing people. Facts. And then if I take my, if I take my emotions out of it, yes. Just look at the situation like, yo, my dad is just a dude. Yeah. He's just a dude. Like, do I expect the average crackhead yeah. to be functional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Right. And he dealt with this before I came into this world. Yeah. So once I take myself out of it, I can have a bit more of an objective view. Yeah. On what was going on and not demonize, bro, so much. Gotcha. And then the lesson you were saying about I love, like, I love you to people, bro. I had my childhood best friend, bro, uh, named Taz. He passed away for like five years ago. Mm -hmm. But when we was little kids, bro, I think we was probably like seven, eight years old. I remember like the like the one of the first times we was kicking it with him, we was all leaving. He was like, I love you. Like he said that to everybody. We eight years old. You know how ignorant kids is like, oh dude, you gay. He like, no, bro. Like, yeah. Like, nah, bro, like y'all my y'all my y'all my people. Like, I love you, yeah. bro. We gotta say that every time we leave. Yeah. So I learned that lesson from one of my childhood friends. Like, yeah. yo, I don't let nobody that I love Did leave you keep here. It? And then, are you still got, to this day? You got it then? As or you we got, get, got older. As got we got older, like he wouldn't allow us not to like I'm not. You can't leave here without saying that, bro. Yeah. Like that was his thing. Yeah. He all. Uh, he was always on that. Like, that. no, bro. Like, I love you. Like, yeah. He gonna say it every time. He made sure we, bro, say that. Yeah. Cause in his view, I got it. Yo, daddy is in jail for 18 years for mm -hmm. a homicide. Mm -hmm. Yo, mama's not around. Mm -hmm. I, as I got older, I understood his mm -hmm. perspective. Like, no, bro. Like, I love you. Mm -hmm. Even as a little kid. So that I, I think 
that message was I didn't learn that necessarily from the house. Mm-hmm. My my little homie, the law, my my homie from the block. Yeah, at eight years old, taught me that valuable lesson That's as dope. a little kid. That's me. dope. So the project, the project, I right. love me. So the backstory, uh, if we can go into it, a relationship, 100%. and then from from the wordplay. I lost myself. I, I, I lost the relationship, but found myself. You talking about proud? Okay. Oh, uh, we girl, we found ourselves in love. Lost the love, then I gained me. Yeah, that's what it gave me. Come on. Yeah. So, all right, this I love me thing. Yeah. Again, we tell our. I tell my story. You hear about the domestic violence. Uh, me being assaulted as a child and just everything, bro. I just I've been through a lot in life, and I wore that shit like a lot. Like I said, I always was self reflective, but I was self reflective looking for the issue yeah it was always looking for the issue my music represented that yeah and my life represented that at some point and my first love uh first person i i ever loved in life she sat me down yeah and she broke up with me but when she broke up with me everything she just it wasn't about how i treated her yeah it was all about how i treated me so you had her and as far as her, her wants and needs, but she just didn't like how you treated yourself. Like how I treated myself, like, and it would be certain things that I would do for myself that would make me lack in the relationship, that I wouldn't do for myself that would make me lack in the relationship. Example. So I grew up around a lot of violence. Yeah. Paranoid. So I might not take you on a walk. I might not just take you on a picnic because I'm scared. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm freaked out. Or if it gets to points in certain places where I'm super, I'm super in my depression. So I might not just clean up as much as I need to. Yeah. I might not clean myself up as much as I need to. Yeah. Just that. And when she broke it down to me, she was like, you don't you don't put effort into anything that's not music. Everything, when it comes to your family, anything, you, you don't treat us bad. But you don't put any effort towards anything mm-hmm. that's not music. Not even yourself. Yeah. And I had to sit with that. When a person, a certain person, only certain people can get to you. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get that message through <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like at that point in time She may have been the perfect person To get that message through So from that day on Like I made I made it a, a vow to myself Like bro I'm gonna love me for me yeah. Regardless if she get back with me or not yeah. I'm gonna make sure I love myself And that's when the affirmation started And all of these things And so basically that line refers to like Girl we found ourselves in love Lost the love Then I gained me Yeah That's what it that, That's really what happened Like yeah, yeah. I took what you said to me because I believe you was right. No matter what I feel like I was right about in our whole conversation and what I feel you was wrong about, that ain't what matter. What I was wrong about and what I was doing wrong yeah. is something I need to do in my life. Fuck if it's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't ever got to talk ever again. Yeah. But what you said is, is real. It was real. I need to work on that. So, with that and she's saying you subpar average with everybody else. Was it immediate or was it kind of like I had to, you had to sit in it a couple of days? Not immediately. Immediately. Immediately, bro. Like, I didn't, I can't say I loved myself immediately, mm-hmm. but I immediately took the steps. Like, yeah. I, well, I was already in therapy. That's dope. I was already that's, in therapy. That's, that's hella dope. But I was going to therapy and it was more so just to get my shit off. I don't think I was necessarily practicing the things I was learning as much yeah. as I should have been. And once that conversation is had with me, I, I, I went full in, like, yeah. from the affirmations to the taking the walks and letting the sun embrace the yeah. manicures and pedicures and spa days, facials. All, I just, I went all in with the, just yeah. the love, the self-care, taking myself on dates. And just, I went full in, bro. And then I looked up, like, four months into it, like, bro, I really like me, bro. Like, and you was all, but, so, I was there. So, so even that, even learning to like you and learning to love you, right? I've been in the I've been into the depressed place. Mm-hmm. I've been in I've had suicidal thoughts. You see what I'm saying? I've been there. I've, I've been in places where I was selfish enough, where selfish enough but not selfish enough to go through with it. At the same time, um, I had to go to therapy. I wasn't never against therapy. It wasn't a, oh man, you too soft if you go here or that. But I didn't know how to to I didn't know how to open my mouth and say I need therapy mm-hmm. until one day. We at work and they said, hey, your insurance to give you five free sessions. So then I started going. I'm kind of going by myself and I'm talking and I'm at work because I got 25 to 30 people depending on me on my team. I got my mom, that set of family, my dad, that set of family, all my siblings. 
everybody's depending on me to make a way out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, it was to the point where some days I couldn't breathe. I had my first anxiety attack. And when they, when they read my blood pressure to me, it scared me. But I, used to, I got sleep apnea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was like, bro, I can die. Live in a stressful Ain't world. Stressed. And then, like I said, people dying of heartbreak. It was so many people checking out around me because they was going through divorces or breakups or relationships. And men are more suicidal than women in the I numbers. I saw a stat that 70% of suicides are men. Yeah. And I think they said something like 85 men kill themselves a day. On me. Like, that's crazy. So, so to think about it, and I think a lot of it is being locked in. Mm-hmm. It's being caged in. And how we deliver and different things. Like, man, listen. So when you was going through like the therapy and like the depression and everything, man, was it just music that brought you out, or was it was it those times your mom was praying for people? Was it those times where you had to learn who you was? Like, what was it to help you come out? Because because it, people don't realize it's easy to go back, but what helped you come out? It wasn't music. It wasn't my mom. It's my therapist, bro. Mm-hmm. Pulled me right out. Like, uh, I remember 2020 happened, and uh, the um, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor situation yeah, yeah, yeah. happened. And I was going out and protesting, but it was affecting me in a really, 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 really bad way. Like, facts. And it always has, but it was just a bit more, a bit more. It's different watching what that video was. Yeah, like, that was just a, a bit different. And then constantly seeing it happen afterwards. And then I remember it was a, a trend on social media for like. Like, it was, like, women posting, like, I was insane their age. And it was them, like, like pretty much, like, confessing to when they were sexually assaulted. Yeah. And they age, and it made me think about, like, shit when I was younger as a kid. And it was something that happened to me at five years old that I never... Never dealt with. I never dealt with. Yeah. I never addressed it as that. Just because, you know, we... We are... I learned in therapy that our brain does certain things to protect you. You'll forget things. You'll... You'll, mm-hmm. It does these things to protect you, and I was sitting in my thoughts one night, and it was just everything from my dad to my mom, even my financial situations, the shit that I'm just now un- unmasking from 18 years ago, my my relationship problems, does being a black man, I was just on the couch, bro, with a gun in my mouth, like, I'm done, like, and my therapist like caught me, like reached out about something, and I, I called. And I was like, yo, like, I'm through. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't want to do this shit no more. She talked to me probably for like an hour mm-hmm. and just talked me down. It was like, just just hold off to the morning. Like, I, you don't got to pay for a session. Just come see me in the morning. I came to saw her in the morning, and she started just giving me things that, like, helped me with being present mm-hmm. and just breaking certain things. Like, she had this, uh, it's this thing where, like, she has these buzz things that she puts in your hands. Yeah. And, like, these really dark things that you deal with, she, like, speaks about them and you uh, allow you to, to take in with these things while they, the buzz thing, I forget what their purpose yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to keep you there, though. Yeah. And it's just, like, at that point, I had boost my meetings with my therapist, like, twice a week. And that was my way of holding on. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yo, I don't want to go, but yeah. this shit is overwhelming. It's yeah. too much. And, bro, that lady... That lady kept me here. Bless, bless. Kept me here. And then six months after all of that, that's when Shorty hit me with the, like, this is, we got to be done. Mm. And I didn't go into a deeper hole. I feel like because what my therapist put me through for the past six months after that, that hard shit that I was going through, I feel like it allowed me to be aware and self-conscious, like, no, I can receive this information and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and move how I need to move to yeah. better myself from it. instead of I feel like if I would have had that conversation six months before I might have went all the way over the edge Dope. I got so, you yeah, so nah it's not music it's yeah. not the homies not my mama not family that lady that I met randomly mm-hmm. through my boy over here yeah kept a nigga here bro that's what's 100% up. that's solid so what do you think stands in front of people and their happiness us explain us um the mind bro the mind can be your best friend and your worst enemy, bro. And I feel like the fear of what's on the other side keeps a lot of us stagnant. Mm-hmm. Whether we talking about mental health, yeah. we talking about chasing our dreams. Like you'll know the most talented person ever. They don't work at it. Yeah, piss you off. And you think it's like, bro, they lazy. It's like no, bro, they scared. Yeah, that is fear. 
it's not easy being great. It's some shit that come with that. Yeah. And I think it's ourselves, bro. I really think our biggest, our it's us. Mm-hmm. It's us. And of course, it's hard to, it's hard to pull yourself out that funk. But it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. But can't nobody pull you out of that but you. Yeah. So if if our biggest stop is gotta be us. Because uh-huh. nobody else has that power to stop you from getting to happiness or being content with where you're at in life, but you. You tell the young you something. What would you tell the young you? Um, what I would tell myself. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I think uh, a lot of times when I was younger, I had again like you spoke to the pressure like. Yeah. I am the so not only am I. Uh, uh, my, I grew up with a single mom. Yeah. I've been an uncle since I was two. You're the matriarch of the family. I was always the man in the house. Yeah. I was, I'm the one that's take the trash out. I'm the one that, like, when it, I'm raising my nieces and nephews, take, doing, uh, changing diapers. Yeah. Uh, my niece have her first period. I'm there to pull up and I drop off all the, it's just those type of, I always was that. So as a kid, I was like, yo, I got to be the one to get us out. Like, I got to, mm-hmm. that was always my pressure. Like, I was a bat, I was in the basketball. Yeah. First, that was my first love. Get who? I was solid. Okay. I worked harder than I played. That's dope. So, I was I was the kid. I wake up four in the morning. I'm at the gym. Yeah. I'm I'm in the gym for an hour and a half before school. I'm gonna shower at school. Yeah. And then after that, I got a weight class. I'm gonna lift for, for 15 minutes in this weight class. I'm gonna do my chest, whatever it is I gotta do. I'm back in the gym getting shots up. Yeah. I'm, I'm back at the gym at three o'clock after school finished, and then I, I come home, and then I got practice at seven o'clock. That was me five days out a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I always had this. Bought in. But I felt like I had to do that. Yeah. I didn't feel like I. I feel like I didn't give myself a lot of time to be a kid. Yeah. So I'm trying to get everybody out. It's gonna be okay, bro. Okay. Like, you don't have to do all this. Like you can just enjoy okay. time. It's gonna be okay. Facts. If you can master one skill, what would it be? I don't think I. I don't think I can choose one. Simply because, like. The person I am, it's so much that I want to do with life. Yeah. Like, the music is the start point. Yes, it's the love, what I love to do the most, but the music is the start point. Yeah. So, if I, let's say I master music, but, like, music is only in the plan until I'm 40 years old. Yeah. Then what comes after that? Yeah. If I can't, so, I could say music, uh-huh. just because that's what I'm doing now, but, like, even in that, like, it's impossible to master music. It's completely gotcha. impossible. Like, there's a, there's 12 notes. Yeah. But there's an infinite amount of melodies. Yeah. There's no way you can master this. Okay. There's an infinite amount of melodies with only 12 notes to use. Yeah. There's no way you can master this. Okay. Okay. If I can master anything, it would be business. If I can master business. Business. For sure. That's dope. For sure. But like skill sets and all that. It's still a skill. Yeah, it is a skill. It is so a business. Skill. Okay. Uh, what you want your, what's your, what's your, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want them to get from project after project from... The goals and everything that you're doing. What do you want your legacy to be? Through it all, through everything, I use my energy and who I am as a person to create. Okay. Whether people enjoy what I create, anything, I made my life off of creating. That's not, that's why. And that's it, man. That's all I've, like, that's like I said, bro. I feel like that being present in the moment is the closest thing to God. And the only thing that I know that keeps me present every time I do it is creating. Gotcha. So... Yeah, I, I think I just I want people to know that like yo, I, I created and I created with integrity. Like That's this why. is what I this is what I do. This is who I am. Whether it's music, film, clothing, whatever it is, I create with integrity, and that's all that matters. Okay, what's the question you have for me? How did you get into cigars? Uh, I tell it all the time. Man. I was uh, I smoked blacks back in the day as a young. Ooh, one of you the know, tough ones, boy. Used to freak them and twist them and. Take the plastic off the back end. I, I had my days with the blacks. Because um, that was, you know, the culture. I ain't going to hold you. You look at, I'm, I'm, I'm Texas influenced. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So you watching all the movies. You watching all of them. They got a bar cup in their hand. They sipping, as we call it, bow. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They sipping lean. They doing that. They had it in their hand. So it was always a, a talking piece. You seen them, all the big boys was doing it, right? Uh-huh. But I had cousins. They would all smoke weed. And I, I just, it wasn't ever... We made me be in a place of where I felt like I came from my feet. I'm, you know, so like I'm, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So even drinking, I have my days where I pull back from it. You see what I'm saying? Well, the blacks was cool. They didn't give me too much. I could still go hit my toothbrush and get right. Be cool. 
as I kept going, I started smoking Capones. And we would go in clubs and bouncers would grab my Capone and be like, you can't smoke no weed in here. And I'm like, bro, this is a cigar. they like, no, nah, that's, that's, a, that's a joint, that's a blunt. So I'm like, I'm showing them, like, it's a whole pack of Capones right here. This is, and I'm sipping Remy at the time. I ain't seen Capones in years. You see what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm around a bunch of older cats. Uh-huh. So then um, I had tried a couple cigars. I had tried, like, the acids, and, you know, the ones that's, like, the sweet caps and all of those. And then I had a cat. He gave me some at, at church. Gave me a cigar at church? One of a younger cat like me, he like, hey, boy, you play with the cigars? I'm like, yeah. He hand me a couple. I said, okay. So I hand him a couple. He said, okay, that's cool. Meet me at this spot. We all go, me and my OGs. I'm, I'm in there, but I'm a youngster. I'm 33. That's where 33 come from. You know what I'm saying? If you know me in the cigar world, they call me 33. I started playing with them, man. The first couple ones they was giving me was strong. Man. I'm talking about the next day it'd be in my beard, it'd be in my throat. I'm like, man, I can't do this. But I started sitting around with people, right? Start smoking them. And in, every time I lit a cigar around somebody and it was a conversation going on, I always was able to get a gym. But it was my, de- it was my de-stressor. You see what I'm saying? And people were like, they stink. I'm like, you got to find the right ones. I was just smoking cigars this past weekend and. um in a, this place called a Cigar International down in Dallas. Ran into this lady. I ain't even told him yet. She got her own TV show on Bounce. I'm talking to this lady, right? She's sitting there with us. But she's ministering her way, her spiel. She gives me so much game for this. Just off the fact that I'm in the beat. I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in the element. And everybody's like, hey, let's go, bro. We've been here long enough. We're getting ready to leave. Tab me out. She comes and sits down. We end up spending another two hours. Do this. Go do this. Go do this. Go do this. Not saying that I wouldn't have got it somewhere else. But in this moment, I got it there. So I'm always, it's a conversational starter. It, it always gives me something. And I don't smoke. I don't have to smoke them every day. I, it's some days I do. I go every day if I can. But it's some days or in a week I might do it twice a week. But in the moment, I'm getting some jewels or I'm taking out. I got to change my cup out. You know, since like changing the oil, change this out, put this in, put this back in. Different flavors. You got your darker ones, your Maduras. It gives you, a, it gives you something else to look up. Okay. You know, so I, you know, you, you challenge your mind to know more about the cigar. Um, knowing more that you're not inhaling, you're just breathing it out. Hookah's cool, but the cigar give me a different kind of chill. I don't have to, I mean, y'all tripping. Okay, cool. I'm going to go smoke the cigar. Okay. Get my mind right. Can cut it, come back to it. Have a whole other conversation, be in my thoughts, breathe in, talk, thankful for what I'm thankful for, happy for what I'm not, and let it out. Say so, so outside of the buzz, it's like a good social cue uh, for, could be. for networking. Ne- just me. I ain't saying it for everybody else, but nah, networking. Bro, I think cigars is like kind of like in the same way, like similar to golf. Yeah. Like uh, that's what they a say. lot of rich people smoke cigars, And that's bro. where the best conversations and, and a lot of money come from chilling with some motherfuckers smoking cigars. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's me. why I actually like, well, how do you get into that? Because oh, I know me. the niggas that get into golf, yeah. it'd be like, yo, when I started getting money, all of my business people like would just meet at the golf course. So I figured I figured, I figured it was, it was somewhere about, around that. I, and I didn't know, bro, because I grew... I grew into a season where I was super churchy. I don't want none of that to any. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't want none of that to you know, say, hinder me where I'm going in my walk. I don't want. I had to. I had to humble myself. You dig know what I'm saying? Me. Uh, I asked a question. It's my last one for you, bro. Uh, if something was to happen in the sense of emergency, uh, who would be the first person you would call? Say right now, you needed some. You needed something done. Who's the first person you call? I needed something done. Need some, it don't matter what it is. I need uh, something done. Who's but that's a different person for uh, each, each emergency. Right now, I don't. My phone dead. I don't got nobody's number. Oh, uh, I only know my mama number by heart. You see what I'm saying? The number I know by heart. So I'm challenging you now. Get you at least five. Five that I know by heart. And reason why I say it, man, because as kids, I tell everybody all the time. We used to write them down. It was a goal. So now I find myself in a rental car. Charger ain't working. And somebody left my charger. Phone dead. But if something was to happen to me, bro, I can't even think of nobody that I can call and say, hey, come get me. Mm-hmm. Even in those dark days, the challenge really is to be able to go through your contact log and be able to call anybody for anything. That's our challenge. I read it in Tyrese's book one time. We have a lot of dead weight. We hold on to some friendships. We hope come back around some people because we don't want to seem like we, we set the bridge on fire, but sometimes it's okay to... It's okay to leave that bridge over there and go go a different route. You see what I'm saying? So I challenge you all the time, bro, to have those people that you can call 
and, and rely on and talk to and, and vibe with and get an understanding. You do know what I'm saying? No, 100 percent. Give me give me a little bit more of the pub on the album one more time before we Again, get rid of it. I love me the album. Mm-hmm. It's out now on all platforms. I got a concert October 28th with Jazz Couch, Come Southside Dan, Cod Colors, out. and myself. You know what I'm saying? Come out here, some good music. I got some special guests on my set. We over at the Record Bar on 15th and Grand. Um, and yeah, bro, if you want anything when it comes to the clothing, the music, to conversation pieces like this, like I, I do all of this. Come follow me on Asha Loves Me, A S E A N L O V E S M E, on all platforms, anywhere you can find me. Uh, but yeah, bro, that's that's uh that's pretty much all I got, I got to offer right now, man. I got the music and I got the concert. That's all I'm. All my energy is in that right now. <laughs> you gave me so much, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate De- you. Definitely man. won't be the last time. I'm, oh, I'm nah. definitely gonna put you on some of these panels. Something I got going. I'm it's, with all of that it's, too. It's, it's, listen, it's coming. I'm with all of that. Uh, I tell people all the time, bro. I believe. Yeah, give them their roses, give them their flowers, but give them their moment. Before we go, yeah, I want like somewhat of a. You, I know you just listened to it today because it yeah. just came out yesterday. But I want some. I want. I want to hear what you really okay, think so, about no, the so like when it first came on. The first song, you know, I'm big on everybody's big on intros now. Mm-hmm. So when I'm listening to it, I'm like, that's kind of Drake Kendrick how it's okay. going right okay. there, right? And then at the end, it kind of blacks down, and then it kind of goes into this where the music changes. Now the song, I can't think of it word for word, but you're like basically saying be more intentional in these moments. Um, I want to say it's closer to the end, like maybe fifth or sixth. But you're talking in the sense of like like moments. Uh, love. Uh, I can't think of exactly how I have to get to you. Me and my guys already. It's already. Me and my guys already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want. Already. I want it to be. When I listen to music, it has to make me think of my childhood, mm-hmm. my current, and my future. So when I listen to certain songs, and you saying, "But this time I'm gonna love me," and this time I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in the moment. I'm gonna be this. I'm gonna be that. Even the conversation with you and the young lady. And being transparent, I'm big on that. Mm-hmm. So if an album does, rap, I can't listen to it if it's not transparent. I, it's, it's, I'm cool with the, I got ops and all that. That ain't me. That ain't me. I, I, I need some. Let's talk about how to get some money. Let's talk about how to grow. Let's talk about why I love my partners. Let's talk about my kids. You got if you got kids and you don't rap about your kids or just even the knowledge of your kids. It's weird to me. Yeah, nah, niggas is like like stuff is weird. And I'm not talking about I bought my I bought my kid. But I was at the baby shower in Saint Laurent, and I don't want to hear that shit. I want some shit that's gonna stick to my ribs. Where when your kids hear, it's proud. When my when my daughter can come to me and say, "Daddy, people know your podcast," and she's 14. It do something to me. No, me. You see what I'm saying? No, me. So music has to. It has to make me. It has to make, make me go through an element of emotions. But I'll give you exactly of that. I just think that I was shocked it was only seven because I'm looking now and I start hearing the intro come again. I'm like, hold on, like how we go? And then I look down. I'm like, 23 minutes. I'm like, cuz had it. he had his mind. I'm gonna do this. It's gonna make sense. And then I'm big on like I said, albums have to. They have to build and keep me. On me. If they don't, I'm gonna be that person, and they'll be like, "What you like?" I only like two songs. I don't like two, three songs, yeah. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, we don't have that time, you know. Saying like, like jazz, jazz project. Mm-hmm. I tell her Crossroads is like one of my favorite ones. On me. She came and did it, and to see where she's at now, and to see that jazz so crazy. was crazy and on then, that song that we did. That too, but then I, I'm looking at it too. You you brought the gang along. You you yeah. put like that. Most people nowadays, I ain't put no futures. I want y'all to like me for me. Nah, I like what they do too. No, me. So why not showcase? You got a platform. Why? Why not bring my people along? So let me let me let me break you down to the seven. Come on, that wasn't my choice. Mm-hmm. So my goal was eleven songs at first. Yeah. My last project had fourteen. I was like, I'm gonna keep it short, like either ten or eleven. That's what I'm aiming for. Gotcha. Now for this seven song project, I made over a hundred songs. I'm okay. a little off. I'm okay. Little, it's, okay. It's, you know, I'm, I'm obsessive. So. Okay. So we get to the point where me and my boy, my boy Walt, who produced everything for me. Yeah. He uh, we sitting down. We we finished the last couple songs, and we like, all right, we need to start like picking away what don't what needs to trim the fat essentially. Yeah. So I told him I was like, all right, we gotta we gotta find the, the perfect eleven. So I told him like, all right, these are the eleven that I want. I was to work their album around. Then we start sequencing, and then like slowly but surely, like songs not making sense no more. Uh huh. I'm looking at bro, I'm like, bro, we about to have a short ass album. So we got to the point that like, are right, we gonna do non-joints? I'm like, I'm, I've accepted that non was what we gonna do. 
And then so I'm looking at the joints that's left. Two of the joints that's left is about my ex. Yeah. Man, I'm like in my head, I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta like she, she part of the reason why we got here. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta use this as reference yeah, at yeah. some point. And then it hit me, like she said, you gotta love you for you. That's right. You don't gotta talk about her. That's what's up. So then I take one of the songs away. I'm like, man, eight song <laughs> album is crazy, bro. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not fucking with this. Like this yeah. is too short. Yeah, yeah. And I'm well, like, well. We could try to make I'm like bro This A song not gonna work Like it just don't make sense In the Like sonically it made sense Yeah yeah But in the context Of what I'm saying There's no place For this song To fit anywhere So I'm like man Fuck that bro Like we gonna Let's go get something to eat I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna stress over this too much Bro No lie When uh, We hop in the car To go get something to eat He driving I look up the first license plate I see is seven seven seven. Come on, I'm like, all right, they on that bullshit now. <laughs> so I let Tom go past attraction, baby. I walk back in the house. Yeah, I go, I go to put something in the microwave. Seven, bro. The Tom says three oh four on the microwave. Seven. <laughs> I'm like, hey, bro, seven. this is I, I seen enough. I seen enough. Yeah. Seven songs. Now, when we put the sequence in together. It just so happened that, you know, seven is the number of completion. Come on. It just so happened that the last song is the very first time I say, I love me. <laughs> I didn't pick this. I did yeah. not put all of this together in my head. I wasn't, when I was making the album, I wasn't like, we're going to make seven songs. And the last song is going to be the first time I say, I love me. It just happened like that. Live. And after all of them songs, it's like, yo, the rapper in me wants to give niggas 10 songs. Yeah. But I... The songs is the songs. I'm respect not. It. I'm not. I'm not beating seven. I'm not beating seven. Respect it. Respect so, it. Again, man. I thank you so much. for I appreciate coming. you, man. Love, bro. Uh, never goodbye. Never goodbye. I always, always see, see you later. later. Always me. see you later, bro. I just uh, told somebody that earlier uh, today. May God be your direction. We we'll be your seatbelt in this thing called life, man. Until we see each other again, man. 100%. Be cool. Be safe. Bro. I appreciate you, man. Yeah.